Before we get into this episode, I would like to make a quick disclaimer that all of Society Inspired's interviews and the information we share are 100% for learning experience and to hear the different sides of the various issues we discuss. We never endorse nor support violence and we are committed to promoting peace. I want to create a safe space for learning and comfortable place for people to be able to start to speak. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 19th episode of Society Inspired. My name is Gemma. I'm a 16-year-old Palestinian-American teen, and I'm so excited to have Zion Virgi as our special guest for episode number 19. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell us your story, and also share your preferred pronouns, please? Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, Gemma. Um, I'm Zian. Uh, I My pronouns are he, him, and... Um, my story that's kind of long okay <laughs> um i started my journey when i was 15 um i worked in the um i was inspired by my mom um i was required to start up a personal project at school and i could do anything on my choice and i watched this documentary on al jazeera named india's menstruation man and that was the first time i learned about menstrual health and um the fact that menstruators don't have access to products and so um I decided to have a conversation with my mom about it and she told me that when she was younger she didn't have proper access to menstrual products Mm -hmm. and so for my school project I decided to do something about it and um I won't share a lot of details right now but it's been six years now (laughs) and um we have um being able to work with over 20,000 people in 10 countries around the world and because I started out my advocacy work in the menstrual health space this opened a lot of opportunity um to work with other issues because you know all these issues are so intersectional and so I've worked in mental health um education poverty um and and climate and so many other spaces as well and to date um had the privilege of you know working with over half a million people um through all the organizations I've been at um yeah okay yes uh you speak and advocate for various mental health and advocacy issues so I look forward to having you back in the future for conversations on many topics um but specifically what started your advocacy for mental health yeah I think um I think it's I I definitely have a very personal connection in terms of my own mental health journey. Mm-hmm. And so um I didn't mention this at the start but before I started uh, my own organization um I actually went through an experience of trauma um in which I lost like 3 weeks of my life as a result of dengue fever. And um that you know, I went through this phase after I got dengue fever in which um, I didn't really have a lot of control over myself. And I was acting like hypersexual and hyperactive. Um, and three weeks later, I wake up in my bed and I find out that, you know, the last thing I remembered was, you know, getting discharged from the hospital for which when I was admitted for dengue fever. And a lot of people have different theories on what happened to me. Um one of the theories, um, a psychologist at the time misdiagnosed me with bipolar disorder and say that right before I went through dengue fever, I went through an experience of um, 
like depression mm-hmm. and because i didn't receive any help um the dengue fever kind of i guess sparked this thing in which because i was so low for the longest time um i went to this phase it was like a manic episode for three weeks um and hence diagnosed with dengue fever and so obviously now i've gone re-diagnosed and her diagnosis was wasn't necessarily correct but like yeah i still do agree with some of the things that she said and i've definitely had my own uh journey with mental health and being an advocate um i've had phases of burnout um you know i got diagnosed um i think last or last last year with like um general anxiety disorder mm-hmm. and so i think it's super personal and i i think like when i reflect on mental health advocacy i think everyone can be a mental health advocate because everyone you know goes through their own mental health journey in some form and it doesn't have to be a diagnosed thing it's uh mental health is something that that everyone has mm-hmm. um right and so um some of the stuff that 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 i've done is i've just tried to use my platform a lot um to be more authentic about my journey sure. um i try to like implement you know like tools um and frameworks in my life and and share it with others um in order to take care of mental health coming from east africa like again mental health is a very taboo topic and yeah. and it's not something you you really talk about and it's like oh if you're going through something like just sleep or like just you know like sure. just go play a sport or like i don't know like um no one really talks about like potentially getting help um and if you are like going through something you're seen as like crazy or you know like um versus i feel like here in north america i've had the privilege of you know being here for like a couple of years now and the conversations here are more normalized and you know yeah. almost everyone is like seeing a therapist um which is and and their more resources accessible and i honestly think like everyone should see a therapist like it's 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 i haven't seen one myself but from just hearing experiences um of people like i think it's amazing um yeah awesome well how did starting conversations about mental health lead you to where you are today in the activism field i think i think there's an element of like um one when you're as an activist like one thing that that i've really noticed is you got to be open with your journey and like create a relationship with the community that you're building right and one way that i think i've been able to build community is you know being super open um being a bit vulnerable about my my story and what i've gone through and so like on my podcast i shared a lot of details on 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 like my own mental health journey um on my instagram even way before like when even when i was just starting off like i would share what i'm going through and what i'm feeling and because that is what people relate to like no one really cares about like your flashy ass car or like um like you getting like this like new clothes or like but what people do relate to is like real stuff that they're going through and um and so sharing that has helped me build community um and also sharing it with other activists i think we're all kind of in the same you know uh same boat and we're all going through our struggles and being an activist is can be extremely lonely sometimes 
Um, and so when I started off, especially in East Africa, like I was, I felt like I was the only one doing the work that I was doing and didn't have people around me. And, and so it felt like it was me against the world all the time. Um, but then I realized there are other folks out there and um, you got to build those relationships and you got to like, uh, one way to do that is being open about your mental health struggles. Um, and also like, I think in, in my journey, like, because in activism, a lot of the work requires you, you know, you're not getting paid. It's all volunteer run. Um, and you're fighting such big causes and taking on so much, like it does take a lot out of you. Right. And so, um, I think it was last year or no, 2021 when I moved to Canada, um so during covid like a lot of people took that as an opportunity to take a bit of a break and you know slow things down but my mindset during covid when everything was locked down i'm like you know what i'm gonna double down on all the work i was doing and um i was like i have so much more free time like i can do so much more and so i never really took a break and then when i moved to canada in february of 2021 um i came here as a new place you know new country new language yeah. And I came in burnt out and it was pretty bad. Like, um, and it was tough, like even just getting out of bed, you know? Um, and so I think one thing like for a lot of activists that are listening is to think about how can you, you know, my mom always says, you got to fill your own cup before filling other people's cup. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you don't have water in your cup, like you have nothing else to fill for others. And so, how do you manage to regulate yourself and find anchors in your life um, in order for you to feel grounded and and be your 100% self when you are doing the work that you're doing? And so I work with a lot of activists and you see like so many activists are always like canceling on meetings or like aren't mm -hmm. able to show up for themselves because they're always just so burnt out. Yeah. Um, and so every time they find an opportunity to get some extra sleep, you'd see them like they'd cancel on a meeting or like, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to show up. And um, that's not how things should work, obviously. Right. And but what can you do when the activists, you like a lot of activists are running on an empty tank, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. OK. Yeah. You mentioned your podcast, but what motivated you to start the Leaders of Today podcast? Yeah, I think um, so I tell people that leaders of today is like a gift to my 15 year old self. Mm. Um, when I started off my activism journey, it was really hard to see, um, especially on like social media and the content out there. Like it was hard to access content or see content of people that were doing the same things that I was passionate about. And I mentioned like it was hard to find community. And then also like when you do start off, like how do you get access to like resources and opportunities? Um, it's extremely hard when you're starting off. And so leaders of today is addressing that challenge of like a lot of people do have a passion and do want to start something, but just don't know where to start. Right. And they feel like if they do it, they'll be the only ones doing it. Like they have to create an unconventional path for themselves. And so the podcast is an opportunity to one, provide content to see that, you know, what, like there's other young people doing super cool stuff out there 
And if they can do it, you can do it too. And they've taken unconventional paths. Second thing is, you know, providing resources and opportunities for people. Um, and, and we do that through, you know, our newsletter and things of that sort. And then lastly, it's creating a sense of community, you know, um, and that's something I'm trying to build. Like, how do we uh, create a community of leaders of today that are doing cool stuff, no matter in health, in, in, in um, activism, business, um, artists, whoever it may be, like, how do young people come together and, and work together to, you know, uh, create some progress? And so that is what inspired me to start my podcast. It's called Leaders of Today because as young people, we're often called leaders of tomorrow. And my grade three teacher used to tell me that tomorrow never comes. Yeah. And and she used to say that when I used to submit my homework late. And so <laughs> um, I was like, we're called leaders of tomorrow, but tomorrow never comes. So as young people, we're not only leaders of tomorrow, but we're leaders of today. And um that's why it's called leaders of today awesome uh looking toward the future of healthcare slash mental health care what is some encouragement you could share with the gen z kids to find their purpose i think um it's important to do the work and and start with why um and i usually refer to this really good framework um i'm not sure if you know what ikigai is um but it's this japanese concept that um so it's spelled i-k-i-g-a-i and uh it's a japanese concept that you know research has proven one reason why the japanese have you know long lives is because they they have ikigai and what it is, is it's um, a combination. So think of it as a Venn diagram. And so it's a combination of what you're good at, um, what you can make money with, um, what are you passionate about, and what you want to give back to the world, what is your mission. And if you put all of that in the middle, um, that is your purpose and that is your why. Mm. And so... Um, I'm sure if you check it out online, there's like guiding questions that can help you fill out all those Venn diagrams. And when you do that, and then you look at the middle, you'll be able to see a pattern of something that aligns with all of them. And mm. that is one way to find your why. And so um, I highly recommend people to check that out. And the reason why I say it's important to start with why, because, um, you know, a lot of people live their whole lives just kind of going with the flow mm -hmm. and following what society tells them to, uh, pun intended with your podcast. Um, but like, you know, it's the conventional, like if I do have an idea, you know what, I'll start it after I'm done with high school and then you go to university, like I'll start it after university and then you get your first job and like, I'll start it when I'm promoted to a senior level and have more time. And by the time you know it, you're like retired and you're on your deathbed and, and you have a whole family and you have all these regrets. And so if you do start with why, um, you know what you're working towards. Okay. And then I, one of my favorite quotes is the energy is in the purpose, not the plan. And so um, if you have purpose, the plan just kind of comes on its own, right? Because, and and I've been able to experience that. When I went through that experience of trauma, that helped me figure out what my why was. And it's crazy how everything else after that just kind of aligned. 
and the universe just blesses you with things and so a lot of people are like you know they go chasing after like when you're in high school you're trying to get like a get into a good university or or uh, get a good scholarship right or yeah. people are trying like in activism i see a lot of people trying to like run after all these awards and all these accolades um and i think if you focus a lot on some of those materialistic things when you're a bit older you know you're chasing after money um and a lot of times when you go chasing after that there's one of two scenarios one most people that run too much after it will not get it um two if you do get it you will have it but you won't be fulfilled and you'll just be unhappy because your whole life will be catered around that thing right uh, yeah. be it money be it an award be it a scholarship Mm -hmm. whereas if you start with why no matter what you do right like even if you do get an opportunity or you don't you're gonna always be 100 fulfilled and you know you're working towards what you want and it's crazy when you do that all these things come on themselves and for me like i've been so privileged i was so focused on impact ending the work that i want to do um you know won a bunch of awards gotten um a full ride scholarship to come to university like um had all these opportunities and it's not something i you know intentionally just chased after it was sort of a sub product of everything that i do so that is why i really encourage like young people to focus on why um yeah okay uh switching topics a bit um uh, what are some challenges you faced as an activist founder building from the ground up yeah i think uh there were a lot um i didn't mention some of them in terms of you know building a sense of community sometimes it being super lonely getting access to resources as a young person mm-hmm. um a lot of other ones include you know like systematically especially in in the context that i grew up in like legally like you're not even allowed to register an organization until you're 18 years old and so if you start off as a 15 year old like how are you meant to carry out any projects uh from a legal perspective you know what i mean um so that's one um a lot of times i would be the youngest person in a room um be it in conferences be it in um events be it in board meetings right and so yes it would be nice to have a seat on the table and be in those rooms as the youngest person but that also means like you're treated as a young person when you're there and mm-hmm. that's such a weird feeling cuz you know you're like all proud like you have space uh, on the table but then you can't really voice your opinions and even if you do you're they're treated as like a young person versus treated as like you know someone that's saying something legit <laughs> um yeah. and so like uh something i remember is like i was in a board meeting i was part of this board and i was the youngest person in there and the chair of the board was like um i had an opinion that was different from what the rest of the board thought and so i obviously voiced it and i thought this is the way we need to do stuff mm-hmm. and the chair of the board like caught feelings and was like how can like zian like say that like uh he doesn't have any respect towards me like and it wasn't anything personal like it was more yeah. so about like uh a strategic like issue that we were talking about you know what i mean and so things like that has have happened a lot as an activist and um but i still do think if i wasn't young and i wasn't a guy working in the metro hall space like i wouldn't have had the opportunities that i did have because i do bring a different perspective to it um yeah. and so now i think of being young as like an advantage you know and like using it to my to my power like 
be that only young person in the room and once you're there then just try to take up as much space as you can right and and do your research and do the work to show that everything that you say is like legit and 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 isn't just like like a lot of people are like ah oh, this like activists are just like making noise you know what i mean yeah. but we're not like yes we're making noise but we're also like um like trying to work towards like uh like better solutions right yes and so that was one of the challenges i i would say again mental health being a big one as well and then also just working in menstrual health um again super taboo topic yeah um a lot of the times like you know my friends would make fun of me um i would also go into like communities and a lot of people would be uncomfortable having conversations and so it'd be super hard to carry out our workshops um i remember a time we were hosting um a session with like a group of parents right um at a school and um the parents like the the dads in the room whilst i when i started talking about menstrual health and periods like the dads in the room like just stood up and right in front of me and just left the room wow. um and and i've had so many like iterations of that experience and so um yeah like facing those kind of challenges um that are on a society level where you can't do much um is interesting but i think those just keep me going you know it's like yeah. i'm like that just shows how much more work we need to do um and yeah i think that those were those were a couple um yeah well <laughs> adding on to that what is some advice for activists that want to start their own podcast or campaign even at a young age yeah i think one like not letting your age define you like if anything use your age to your advantage as i mentioned like being young like that's that's your like one biggest selling point at the start when you have nothing right like now there's being more like when i started i think things were a little bit more different and but we have really changed like people are starting to see you know the power of gen z the power of like uh this new generation the power of social media things of that sort and so my biggest advice would be you know first figure out what that why is once you do figure that out and you put in that work and it's not going to come over time it'll be it'll come it's not going to come overnight sorry it's going to come over time um and so be intentional about that all times and then try not to reinvent the wheel like a lot of the times we want to be the first ones to do this but in reality like been years and years of activists that have done the same stuff you know what i mean and so instead of trying to reinvent the wheel how do you talk to the people that have paved this path for you and yeah. then build on top of them mm -hmm. and you know like there's a quote of like i think like great people stand on the shoulders of like you know people that have been there before them and so how do you stand on the shoulders of of the people that have already done this good work and build on top of them yeah i think that's super important and then lastly like use the times that we're living in to your advantage the fact that we have access to incredible technology we live in the time of ai which is like a crazy ass space right now and so much is happening and so as activists like how do you use ai to your advantage versus using ai to you know for destruction um use social media like to your advantage like we've all seen the power of tiktok and instagram um and all these different platforms and so how do you use that like when i start just document everything that you're doing online and you'd be surprised like people love that stuff and and in in the process of doing that you're going to find like people that will support you and people that will help you through your journey um 
and then lastly just go for it like just start you know tomorrow never comes as i mentioned mm-hmm. um yeah and so don't wait until tomorrow don't wait for someone to like tell you this is the right time to start if you have an idea just start just put it down on paper actualize it and then kind of go from there yeah i want to add on to that because i i came up with society inspired i got the idea that i wanted to do something like this at the end of 2020 i think it was and i kind of just sat on it for eight months it was eight months before i actually like put it out on the internet but i was scared because i'm at the time i was 14 i think i was 14 and i was terrified of what people would th- i i just thought that nothing would it wouldn't work because people wouldn't take their time to sit down and talk to me because of how young i was yeah and so it came to the point of me talking to my friends like hey can you help me my friends are adults like can you help me build this to show like yes i know i can know as much as you do like we can talk about this and i think even since then i the power of gen z on social media especially like tiktok has grown so much and people are like starting to really listen because i feel like if i were to be starting it now versus then i would have less fear now than i did then so i definitely feel like there has been some progress but i relate to all the younger age stuff that you were saying yeah i know you see and like what you're like 14 like think about that like what are other 14 year olds doing you know what i mean like yeah. I don't know, like, and and you can still be a fourteen-year-old and still do good work, and I think everyone should do good work, and I'm sure you've had so much impact from these conversations that you have had, and um, and so yeah, don't as you mentioned, like, don't let your age like be a barrier. Instead, use it to your advantage. Yeah. Um, and one thing that you did was super important is you talk to people that have been in the same shoes as you have before. Yeah. Um, and helped they have helped you like guide you and whatever because. If you try to do it all alone, like I, I know like uh, uh, North American culture, like it's super individualistic yes. and like everyone, like at the back of our heads, we are taught this narrative of you have to do everything on your own. Mm-hmm. But in reality, like if you, if you invest in community and, and, you know, as I say, like build on top of what's already being done, I think you're going to save so much time and energy and it's going to be even way easier. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, well, are there any resources you would like my followers and I to read, watch, or listen to? There's a lot. Um, I could go on all day, but a couple of things I would recommend. One, a TED Talk that really changed my life in terms of activism is it's called Want to Help Someone Shut Up and Listen. Um, and the idea around that is, you know, a lot of times as activists, we assume that there's a specific problem, but in reality, the problem's completely different. Mm-hmm. And so how do you spend the time to listen to the community that you're working with to address that issue? Um, highly recommend watching that TED Talk. Second one, um, a framework, especially for mental well-being that I, one of my professors um, and teachers helped me uh with this is there's this idea of you know as activists or as anyone in positions of authority um a lot of the times you know most of us don't have anchors in our life 
And the way to find an anchor is this rule of three Ps. Mm-hmm. And so the first P is people. And so ask yourself, who are the people in your life that you can talk to and will have unconditionally your best interests in mind, both consciously and subconsciously? A lot of the times, and research shows, especially for Gen Z, people don't even have one person that they can talk to, right? And so, which is super sad, right? Considering the mental health crisis. Imagine in a world of like almost 8 billion people, you can't find one person that you can talk to. Um, and he works with a lot of like, um, he's a leadership coach. So he works with heads of states and CEOs of companies and they face the same issue. So oh. first P, people. Second P, uh, practices. So ask yourself, what are the practices in your day-to-day life that you can do that can make you feel like you're anchoring yourself? So for some people, it's going to the gym. For some people, it's uh, meditation. For some people, it's journaling. For me, it's like praying and going to the mosque. And so think about what are the everyday practices that you can do that every time you feel like you're not anchored, you can feel a sense of anchor. And then lastly, places. What is the everyday places that are accessible to you that you can go to for the same reason right and so we mentioned the gym i mentioned the mosque it could be a a specific like corner in your house it could be a park it could be a beach that you go to but having those three p's will really help you like anchor yourself and once you have that like you're unstoppable and and especially even with your like mental health um issues that you you'd be facing this is a great solution to do that mm-hmm. one of the practices could be like you know go seeing a therapist and people as well and so um again therapy doesn't work for everyone and mm-hmm. but but if you have these three p's like that's a potential solution or framework yeah and then last thing i would say um as a resource uh there's this really cool podcast it's called leaders of today <laughs> you should you should definitely check it out i think uh, we have amazing conversations as well. And um, I highly recommend people to subscribe to our newsletter because uh, we share like so many opportunities, like scholarships, conferences. Um, you know, we have a list of, of 100 plus like active ones. And so highly recommend people checking that out. It's as if they want to start off as an activist, there's a lot of tools there. And And then last thing I would say is people should leave a review on your podcast. Um, that will really help you uh help bring some of these conversations to life um and reviews really help so if you're listening to this stop what you're doing and leave a review on this podcast um make sure you give a five star i think it'd be super helpful um yeah thank you and where can my followers find you on social media so they can keep up with you yeah so you can follow me on instagram or any other platform um at zian virgi that is spelled z-i-y-a-n-d-i-r-j-i and for our podcast just leaders of today pod um or leaders of today on everywhere you get your podcasts or any social media cool all of that will be linked down below so yeah. 
just go there. Okay, well, thank you for taking the time, whoa, my words, to do this interview. And I look forward to having you back in the future. Make sure you follow Zion on all social media platforms and check out his podcast. Make sure to follow our other social media platforms as well so you don't miss out on more interviews and important information. I hope you enjoyed the 19th episode of Society Inspired, and we will see you guys next time.